started mataji you can start hari krishna so today we are doing 5.2.22 um i'm really fortunate to speak rather than i say i usually say i'm really fortunate to be a speaker uh, but i'm really fortunate i consider myself very fortunate um to render this service of speaking on pastimes of lord krishna and from bhagavatam uh, irrespective of how much qualified i am the devotees on the call are so merciful that they uh, give me this opportunity to speak so we'll start with mangala charan prayers and then uh, we'll go to 5.2.22 today once Om Ajnana Timirandasya Anjana Salakaya Tashuram Militam Nina Tatmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Kaitanya Mano Bhishtam Tatitam Nina Bhutalu Swayam Rupah Kadamayam Dadati Svapadantikam ೃಷ್ಣಚೈತನ್ಯಶಾಖಾನ್ವಿತ ಶ್ರೀ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಕರುಣಾ ಸಿಂಧೋ ದೀನಬಂಧೋ ಜಗತ್ಪತಿ ಗೋಪೇಶ ಗೋಪಿಕಾಂತಮೋಸ್ತುತೆ ಸಪ್ತಕಾಂಚನ ಗೌರಾಂಗೀರಾದೇ ವೃಂದಾವನೇಶ್ವರಿ ವೃಷಭಾನುಸುತೆ ದೇವಿ ಪ್ರಣಮಿ ಹರೀತ್ರೀ ವಾಂಚಾಕಲ್ಪತರುಭ್ಯಶ ಕೃಪಾ ಸಿಂಧೂಭ್ಯ ಪಾವನೇಭ್ಯೋಲಮೋನಮೀಕೃಷ್ಣಚೈತನ್ಯಪ್ರಭುನಿತ್ಯಾನಂದಶ್ರೀಅದ್ವೈತಗದಾಧ
that will be really nice thank you so much so i was i was thinking of doing 5.2.22 and 23 both the verses today 23rd verse is a small verse both verses are small so this completes the second chapter of uh canto 5 from simad bhagavatam agni dharo rajatrupta kamanam apsarasam evanudhim adhimanyamanastasya salokatam srutibhir avarundha yatra pitharo madhayanthe translation and prepared by sila prabhupad sila prabhupad ki jai agni dara agni dara raja the king atruptha not satisfied kamanam with sense gratification apsarasam the celestial woman purvachithi eva certainly anudinam day after day adhi exceedingly manyamanah thinking of tasya of her salokatam promotion to the same planet srutibhi by the vedas avarundha got yatra ve pitarah the four fathers madhayante take pleasure after purvachitti's departure king agnidara his lusty desires not at all satisfied always thought of her therefore in accordance with the vedic injunctions the king after his death was promoted to same planet as his celestial wife that planet which is called pitraloka is where the where the pitas the four fathers live in great delight if one always thinks of something he certainly gets related body after that maharaj agnidara was always thinking of pitraloka the place where his wife had written therefore after his death he achieved the same planet probably to live with her again bhagavad gita also says yam yam va pismaran bhavan tyajat ante kalevaram tam tam yeveti konteya sada tad bhava bavitah whatever state of being one remembers when he gets his body that state he will attain without faith we can naturally conclude that if we always think of krishna or become fully krishna consciousness we can be promoted to the planet of goloka brindavana where krishna eternally lives 5.2.23 samparete pitari navabratharo meruddhitri merudevam pratirupam ugradam stream latam ramyam shyamam narim badram devavitim iti sampnana vodavahan translation and purport by his divine grace sri bhaktivinanda swami sri lakshmipad samparate pitari after the departure of their father nava nine bratarah brothers meruduhitrahi the daughters of meru meru devi meru devi prithirupam prithirupa ugradam stream ugradam shri latham latha ramyam ramya shyamam shyama narim nari badham badha devavitim devaviti iti tas samagna samgna the names nava nine udavaham married after the departure of their father the nine brothers married the nine their daughters of meru named meru devi prithirupa ugradam shri latha ramya shyama nari badra devaviti thus in the bhakti vedanta purports of the fifth canto 
second chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam entitled The Activities of Maharaj Agnidara. Hare Krishna. My dandavat pranams to all the devotees on the call once again. So we are reading this chapter, The Activities of Maharaj Agnidara, who is the son of Maharaj Priyavrata, who is son of Swayambhuvamanu. Swayambhuvamanu has uh, two sons, Uttanapada and Priyavata. So we already completed Uttanapada's lineage um, in the fourth canto, uh, where we see Dro Maharaj coming from there and many other great kings. So after that, we all know Swayambhu Manu, Brahma and his father go and request Priyavrata Maharaj and Priyamata Maharaj accepts Grahastha Ashrama and he has 10 sons and uh, uh, out of which Agnidara is the first one. I think I said the number right. I get confused which is. So Agnidara has 9 sons. Um, so Agnidara, King Agnidara obeys his father's instructions and he takes, he protects the inhabitants of Jambudvipa. Uh, Maharaj Agnidara worships Lord Brahma to get a perfect son and to be inhabitant of Pitruloka. So from the beginning of his austerities, his desire is to get a perfect son and to begin to become an inhabitant of Pitruloka. It's in the second chapter, second shloka, this chapter's second shloka as well, it is established. So he goes to a place of Mandara Hill um, where na- naturally the damsels of heavenly planets come down um, uh, to go around like a picnic spot. So he goes there to uh, do his tapasya. So because he wanted a perfect son, he, for that he needed a wife. So he goes to the right place for his performance of austerities and finances. So Lord Brahma chooses a suitable uh, girl, Purvachitti, and she is naturally very beautiful. And she also conducts herself in such a way that she attracts King Agnidara. Um, Agnidara, who is very expert in flattering the woman, also get attracted to the celestial girl Purvachitti. Uh, Cupid plays their role, and then uh, he, she also is pleased to accept King Agnidara as a, her husband. Because there is a difference between here that Agnidara, King Agnidara, is in a human body, and uh, Purvachitri, Apsarasa is in a celestial body. So as we all know, celestial beings um, have a better body and a better uh, better, a better uh, uh, life and better opulences and all. But uh, for her to accept uh, King Agnidara as a husband, so Prabhupada mentions there, she, in the translation that Sukadeva Goswami says, she was also pleased to accept him as her husband. Um, unlike when we see not in the Western countries, but in some places, girls uh, are were not given that much of an opportunity where they say that I am pleased to accept you as husband. So unlike here, because Purvachiti is a celestial being, uh, she accepts Agnidara as a uh, as husband, and she enjoys the royal happiness with Agnidara. It's not that um, she is uh, in suffering or anything. She enjoys royal happiness with King Agnidara before she returns to her abode, heavenly planets. We might, have, you all might have observed previously also that the celestial um, beings, especially the Apsaras, they come with a motive, they come with a purpose to 
uh, either um, uh, they have been sent by Indra or uh, they, uh, they, they obey the uh, rules of the king of uh, celestial world which is Indra or Brahma, they come with a certain purpose and after that they, they like to go back to their home. So similarly, she got after enjoying for a period of time the royal happiness with King Agnidara, um, she begot nine sons, out Nabhi, Kimpursha, Harivarsha, Ilavrata, Ramyaka, Hiranmaya, Huru, Badrasva and Ketumala. As we discussed earlier, fifth chapter is completely about, half of the fifth chapter is about Priyavrata and further also it is about the, um, from fifth, until 15th chapter it speaks about the descendants of Priyavrata. Uh, so we already read about Priyavata in the first chapter, now second chapter about Agni Dara, third chapter we will be doing about Nabhi and then four and fifth four, fifth and sixth about Rushabadev and seven to fourteen about King Bharata and his three lives like Jadabharata and Deer. So that is how this fifth canto is going to be there. Um, so Maharaj Agni Dara gave nine islands to his nine sons. Um, so he is actually uh, living a very opulent life where he is a king and he has a Astrasa celestial uh, wife in his uh, Gruhasthashrama and then he is enjoying but still his senses are not satisfied. So this particular verse 5.22 which says that after she leaves because um, uh, she leaves to her, her world where she has come from after she leaves, after Purvachiti's departure, King Agnidara, his lusty desires were not at all satisfied. After, after having, after being there in the royal happiness for so long years, still his lusty desires were not satisfied. And he was always thinking of her. Therefore, in accordance with the Vedic injections, the king, after his death, was promoted to the same planet as his celestial wife. So the Pitruloka is also considered a celestial uh, place and uh, his wife belongs to this. So because he is always thinking of her after her departure and uh, the rule according to the Vedic injection is that whatever we think, whatever is our state of mind, so there are two things here, not just the body, but also the subtle body. Uh, subtle body, whatever is the state of mind of the subtle body, is where the soul travels to take the next body. So there are three things in, involved here, subtle body, soul, and the gross body. So whatever our state of mind. We may be, uh, we may be looking outside as a great devotee doing so many things. Uh, so many services, always busy, always in the temple, always reading, attending all classes. Um, and uh, we may be posing ourselves or we may be really a great devotee externally. But we also have to think where our mind is actually. Because whatever is the state of mind is where the soul goes and grabs the next cross body. So here, we'll go further into that when we read the purport. Um, so after his death, he, so he was promoted to the Pitruloka. So as, you, as we all know, every universe has these 17 lokas. And broadly, they are divided as like higher planets, 
భూలోకం అండ్ దెన్ లోవర్ ప్లానెట్స్ సో ద హయర్ సిక్స్ ప్లానెట్స్ అబోవ్ ద అర్త్ ఆర్ లైక్ సత్యలోక సఫలోక జనలోక మహర్లోక స్వర్గలోక అండ్ భూవర్లోక అండ్ భూలోక ఈజ్ వేర్ వీ ఆర్ లివింగ్ అండ్ దేర్ ఆర్ సెవెన్ ప్లానెట్స్ దిలో విచ్ ఆర్ లైక్ అథల స్టార్టింగ్ విత్ అథల ఇట్ గోస్ డౌన్ ఓకే సో అథల విథల సుథల తలాతల మహాతల రసాతల పాతల సో ఆఫ్టర్ దట్ ఈస్ దిస్ ట్వంటీ ఎయిట్ హెల్స్ విచ్ విల్ బి డిస్క్రైబ్డ్ ఇన్ దిస్ క్యాంట్ ఓన్లీ లాస్ట్ చాప్టర్ దేర్ ఆర్ ట్వంటీ ఎయిట్ కైండ్స్ ఆఫ్ హెల్స్ అండ్ దెన్ ఇన్ ఫ్యాల్ టు దట్ వీ సీ దట్ వీ సీ పితృలోక యాక్చువల్లీ సో దీస్ ఆల్ ప్లానెట్స్ విచ్ ఆర్ లోవర్ ప్లానెట్స్ um they have to understand that there is sun rays does not uh, go there sun sun doesn't shine there and this is the place where actually demons and rakshasas live and they are mostly engaged in sense gratification they won't think about uh, their next birth they don't have a fear about their next birth so they are always engaged in their sense gratification how can i enjoy more better my body and uh, as i said sun doesn't shine there but how does but it is not that those planets are dark uh, the jewels on the hoods of the uh, snakes they bright they are so bright that that will fill all these lower planets uh, with light and here also they don't have they don't become old and diseases as far as this all the lower planetary systems are considered and just be- just before earth is bhuvarloka where uh, uh, gandharvas charana siddhas all these people will live so their quality and their standard of living is much higher than the human beings so may the richest person on the earth also cannot match them so they are all uh, 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 they are all blessed with a vibhuti with an appliance by the lord and like gandharvas are famous for singing uh, siddhis are famous for the mystic powers like that they are all they have a, they all have attained those positions when they are practicing our uh, devotional service so when we are practicing devotional service very sincerely uh, when if it is not pure when we are uh, if it is not pure in between we get all these appliances we we when we get these appliances if we divert ourselves and get attracted to them uh, then we will take birth in those kind of uh, bodies where we can uh, uh, we can execute those um and then after bhur loka is swarga loka which is mostly like heavenly planet and king indra uh, uh indra is the king of that heavenly planet or the celestial uh being so the remaining all people who have done severe penances um uh, and then have more knowledge and have a blissful existence saintly people they all go from mahar loka they all go uh, to the higher planets mahar jana tapa satya which is the brahma loka so they all go to those uh planets so now pitruloka is the place which is very interesting because um most of us some of us i don't say all of us pitruloka is the place where everybody um thinking that maybe uh ghosts or pishachas like that will live no it is not like that um pitruloka is a place they are also called devatas they are also called demigods they are also uh classified under um uh, one of the classes of uh, demigods and uh, the it is a place where actually you can say that it is a junction where the living entities uh stay before they get the human body 
like let's say we left our body now and then if i am uh, if i have done any sins um so i will be i will be given a body which uh, by which i'll go first to the naraka where king emma will be there mother maharaja and he will uh, decide um what kind of a punishments i have to go through for all the sins that i have done from there either i go to the hells the 28 hells and suffer and after i suffer now i have to take birth based on the based on my karmas my punyas and all so i have to take birth and if there is no suitable body available at uh, for me to take birth so i will wait in pitruloka until i take birth uh, similarly uh, there will be uh, people who doesn't need to go to the naraka who doesn't need to go to hell they have done all the fruitive activities and they are having a uh, they have to go to swarga so they will be also going they will be also going there all of us will be passed through that path um, but they will be directly sent to uh the higher planet swarga where we can enjoy um enjoy the life and have greater sense gratification so as soon as it is done as soon as our punya account is done kengendra is very very strict he doesn't want any one of us who are not really eligible to elevate ourselves to the higher planets because fruitive activities is not the means through which we can go to the spiritual world we have to be a pure devotee and we should not have we should not be having any other desire other than serving krishna anyabilasha shunyam there is no other desire other than being a servant of krishna and give pleasure to krishna and to serve krishna so once our punya is done we will be immediately pushed down to pitruloka if there is no suitable body available for us uh, to come to the uh, to come to the earthly planet so pitruloka is a place where actually um all the ancestors they have such an power because they will be overseeing how the uh, dynasty is going and all they constantly holding the feet of the supreme personality of godhead there they will be praying because they have to get into a suitable family and all so they will take care they will take care uh, they will see like how the things are and they seek good of the dynasty so they pray for us and uh, they bless us so most of the times the shraddha and the pitru pitru things that we do um is like kind of uh, offering prasadam to them so those who are intermediately staying there also they will get a better life next and they also because they are constantly praying to krishna they also blesses with a uh, they also blesses with a with the generation or with the progeny which can serve krishna so pitruloka is not a place uh, the thing that i wanted to mention is that pitruloka is not a place where pishasas and ghosts are there pitruloka is a, is also a celestial place uh, that's where kigagni dara has uh, is going so now coming to the point where first says if one always thinks of something he certainly gets a related body after birth maharaj agni dara was always thinking of pitruloka the place where his wife has returned therefore after his death he achieved the same planet probably to live with her again bhagavad gita also says mm vapi smaran bhavan so mm vapi smaran bhavan is 8.6 attaining the supreme how we can attain the supreme is the chapter in bhagavad gita so mm vapi smaran bhavan 
त्यज्यते अंते कलेवरम समतम येवेति कौंतेय सदा तद्भाव पावितः बिफोर दिस 8.5 इज आल्सो अ फेमस वर्स व्हिच वी व्हिच यू ऑल माइट हैव हर्ड इन मेनी लेक्चर्स एंड वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट एक्चुअली अंतकाले च मामेव स्मरणमुक्ता कलेवरम यह प्रयाति समद्भावम याति नास्ति अत्र संशयः and whoever at the end of his life quits his body remembering me alone at once attains my nature of this there is no doubt so in this verse importance of krishna consciousness is stressed anyone who quits his body in krishna consciousness is at once transferred to supreme lord krishna is promising this saying that whoever quits his body remembering me smaran remembering is very very important so when we attend the classes when we are doing the services over the period of time maybe classes is still okay because somebody is speaking about krishna but even then if the person who is speaking if we are not uh, if we are not involved and if we cannot get connect ourselves to the person who is speaking it's very easy for us to get diverted in the class or uh, think about something else we may be present there but we will be thinking about something else and if we are doing a distractive like we are not paying attention thinking that oh i already know this story i know so much of krishna conscious concepts and this mataji or this prabhuji is just repeating them so what is there i already know knowing is different than realizing so that's the point we all have to understand that being in that moment being that one hour in a session is n- to gain knowledge is one part of it that to gain knowledge about supreme to gain knowledge about krishna to hear about krishna is something but we should not be going to the extreme that oh i am not getting anything new from this session so i they are only speaking everything i know uh, so i don't need to pay attention and i can distract my mind anywhere else then the whole purpose of that one hour sitting there is just a waste of time and energy because the whole the whole idea the concept behind it is that we will be dwelling deeper in those pastimes of krishna or in the concepts of krishna and we will be doing a self analyzation of ourselves and then we will be smaran remembering krishna at that time even a small kid narrating the pastime of krishna we should be sitting there and we should be able to smaran remember krishna See, the more we listen the more we practice remembering of krishna that's when we will be get attached to it and we will be able to do it at the time of death because we may be thinking that okay i i attend a class in the morning then that's done done remembering krishna by 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock i have to go and do my things then whatever the things that we are doing will occupy us so much that if we don't practice remembering krishna we will be remembering whatever the thing that we are doing because it's not that easy remembering krishna all the time remember of, of krishna is not possible for the impure soul who has not practiced krishna consciousness in devotional service so remembering of krishna is not that just i i chant 16 rounds i attend morning classes i do services in the temple i do so many things i play all the time prabhupad the uh, uh, chanting or lectures or anything so i'm remembering krishna no most of the times if we observe ourselves we know that uh, our body will be present at that moment but our thoughts will be going somewhere else so we have to practice bringing our thoughts 
even though our body is anywhere like you know body we may be in a place where we cannot really chant loudly or do anything but still smaran should be going on still we should be thinking of it if one wants to achieve success at the end of their life the process of remembering krishna is essential therefore one should constantly incessantly chant the maha mantra hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 ram hare ram 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 hare hare lord chaitanya has as why advised that one to be one be as tolerant as a tree there may be so many impediments for a person who is chanting hare krishna nonetheless tolerating all these impediments one should continue to chant hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 ram hare ram 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 hare so whatever may be the impediment that we are having we have to we have to try to overcome that purify ourselves the impurities like you know lust anger greed illusion madness are so strong that they can capture us anywhere like if we see king agnidara after doing so many austerities and all his his lusty desires are not fulfilled he is not satisfied so as we all know krishna says in the third chapter of bhagavad gita like last how strong last it if we all remember he concludes the third chapter mm-hmm. saying that evam buddhe param budva samstabhyatmanam atmana jahisatrum mahabaho kamarupam durasadham knowing oneself to be transcendental to the material senses mind and intelligence o mighty arm dajna once we study the mind by deliberate spiritual intelligence and thus by spiritual sense conquer the insatiable enemy known as lust insatiable enemy never satisfied we may be thinking that oh i just fulfill this desire after i fulfill this desire i will be able to i will not have this desire any more no if not this desire some other desire so lust is an insatiable enemy and it is an eternal enemy that is coming for, uh, coming and it will never be satisfied the more we engage the more we engage ourselves in it the more it drags us down so krishna and as we all know in the third chapter itself uh, krishna says that lust the sitting places of lust are three senses mind and intelligence so we need to purify not just externally you may not be externally involving in those sense objects and fulfilling your desires nobody is seeing you doing that that does not guarantee that we are a great devotee or that we have conquered lust or we have conquered our senses we may not be doing externally but if our mind is constantly contemplating on those objects which we are not otherwise externally touching then our mind is there and what is the next body that we are going to get does not determine the place the gross body is it is based on the place where your subtle body the mind is so the subtle is the template is the is the place that where your gross body will go next so wherever our subtle body is that's where it goes and so we need to know the three sitting places of lust senses mind and also intelligence mm-hmm. because if we are not deriving intelligence from the right place from the right sources lust also sits there like it kind of derives plans like how you can enjoy better you know what if you do this if you go to this place you can enjoy even better there there is no this problem there is a good food place where 
and then there are these kind of services there so you don't need to work so much hard you can just go and enjoy there so intelligence actually guides uh, to fulfill your lusty desires if you do not conquer your mind if you do not if we do not purify our mind so the chanting of the holy name of krishna actually purifies our mind and gets it free from all these lusty desires anger uh, i kind of hear um, some kind of a abandoned uh, noise mm. so the chanting of holy name of krishna actually purifies our mind and removes all kinds of sinful propensities uh, uh, the ways to fulfill our lusty desires and all so it helps us and this mind it has has so impressions from so many lives that we may be thinking that oh i have been chanting from 10 years so by now it might have been purified we have been we have been enjoying from millions and millions of births and we have re- we have stored in our mind millions and millions of impressions so but so it we need to chant sincerely qualitatively to clear our mind and on top of it we have to protect it from not involving ourselves in further sense gratification and keeping krishna in the center so the state not just externally but internally our mind should be controlled so whatever the state of being one remembers when he kicks his body or son of kunti that state he will attain without fail the process of changing one's nature at the critical moment of death is here explained a person who at the end of his life quits his body thinking of krishna attains the transcendental nature of the supreme lord but it is not true that a person who thinks of something other than krishna attains the same transcendental state so even though we are a great devotee even though we are practicing so many things if we do not if we we need to remember krishna at the end of the day, at the time when we are dying so that we can we can go to krishna if we are thinking of something else we will be given a second chance in our next life because we have practiced devotional service in this life krishna gives us a second chance in our next life where we can remember krishna so if we have to make use of that it is not that because i have done throughout my life if i don't do at the time of the death i will be promoted to the golok vrindavan this is a point we should note very carefully prabhupada is saying how can one die in the proper state of mind most of us doesn't even think of die it is very inauspicious we should not be thinking if we be thinking it may come now itself only this is the sentiment that we have all the time so everybody all of us will think of living betterly prabhupada is saying here how can one die in the proper state of mind why he is saying that go further and see that maharaj bharata although a great personality thought of a deer at the end of his life and so in his next life he was transferred into the body of a deer although as a deer he remembered his past activities he had to accept the animal body of course one's thought during the course of one's life accumulate to influence one's thought at the moment of death so this line caught me so much last night um i know i have um i i kind of know this concept this verse but whenever i go and read again uh, i don't know prabhupad reveals something more so once of course once thoughts during the course of one's life accumulate to influence one's thought at the moment of death so we have to try to have purified thoughts 
see most of us may be thinking that oh i'm getting old i got this kind of a inconvenience um i don't have support in my house to practice or i have uh, i have a, some kind of a impediment physically or uh, uh, geographically going to a temple there is no temple and all but nobody is restricting our thoughts even otherwise when we are in temple our thoughts goes to somewhere else so thoughts can travel anywhere else so thoughts nobody can control our thought other than us if we let the garbage of the external world come inside our mind then we won't have a place to think of krishna so any thought that is taking us away from krishna if you are thinking on something which is taking you away from krishna you need to start analyzing your mind labeling your mind at that point of time and saying that what if i try die at this minute what if suddenly i die at this minute i am thinking of my uh, somebody speaking something like is that devotee how can she talk to me like that i'm such a senior how can she behave to me like that i i need to be respected i need to be so if i am thinking about that particular devotee or good if you at least can think of a devotee otherwise if you think of something else oh i have planned so much and bought this meti uh, this particular tv or this particular phone and now my friend is saying that with the same amount you may get uh, even a better one how can i be so stupid i could have uh, searched that website or this website if we are thinking like that for an hour or 30 minutes we never know if let's say our heart fails at that point of time so what is our thought so so we have to think when we are think when we are going away from krishna if our thoughts are taking us away from krishna uh, or if our thoughts are going on the things which we should not be thinking of at least we could do that if we are thinking of something positive that is at least better than the negative things of somebody uh, being mean to us or we planning and scheming how uh, we can do something to somebody uh, somebody else or uh, we lamenting for something else so when these thoughts are occupying us a lot which is going beyond out of our control then we really have to step back and say that what if if i die at this minute let me divert myself to krishna so if we keep practicing that if we keep practicing that over a period of time we will start looking at everything with respect to krishna it is not that we will immediately overcome and we will stop thinking at least we are putting a pause and knowing that we are thinking about something which is taking us away from krishna so if you are if you are doing that 10 or 15 times in a day automatically 10 times you thought about krishna at least like you know my thought has taken me away from krishna uh, so at least you have thought of krishna at those 10 times and you will bring it back so how we how can we do this when we are working or when we are being doing some kind of things so we may not be able to do that but if before we work or every now and then if we remind ourselves that i am doing this work because i am in grahasthashrama i have a family to maintain but i want to offer this work as an offering to krishna so how do i do that how can i offer a material work to krishna whatever the income i am deriving out of that work i will engage that in krishna service not like completely acharya has given a template how we can engage it in uh, krishna service how grahasthas has to the primary quality of a grahastha is to be doing charity because we are um in we are uh, vedically aware uh, according to the vedic injections we are allowed to earn uh, to maintain ourselves so similar uh, this uh, when we are earning ourselves at the same time we should be 
also engaging that Lakshmi, that amount that we are getting in the service of Krishna. So this is very important. Of course, one starts during the course of one's life, accumulate to influence one's thoughts at the moment of death. So this life creates one's next life. This life creates one's next life. This is something um, uh, so many years back has hit me so strong that my thought process also changed. This life deicides your next life. If, if in one's present life, one lives in the mode of goodness and always thinks of Krishna, it is possible for one to remember Krishna at the end of one's life. That will help one to be transferred to the transcendental nature of Krishna. If one is transcendentally absorbed in Krishna's service, then his next body will be transcendental, not material. Therefore, chanting of Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, is the best process for successfully changing one's state of being at the end of one's life. So to purify our mind, to purify our thoughts, to engage our thoughts in Krishna, the best way is chanting of Hare Krishna Mahamantra. Prabhupada says this in 8.5. He concludes the verse saying that chanting of Hare Krishna is the solution, is the best course. And again, he says that in 8.6. The more that we focus on our chanting, qualitatively chanting, keeping everything aside, keeping our mind on the mantra that we are chanting, sitting in one place, dedicating our time of two hours, the time and energy which Krishna has given us to realize ourselves. If we sit down in one place and we chant, that's when we can go to the transcendental nature that we are originally to the Krishna's world. Otherwise, we may get distracted like how Bharat Maharaj has distracted and taken another body, then the body we got where it is convenient to practice Krishna consciousness, but the circumstances are not promised and we may get diverted. So let us be very serious in our process, chant, and let us also engage ourselves, our thoughts when we are living daily so that they accumulate and remind us Krishna at the end of the at, at the end when we are leaving the body. Keep yourself busy. Don't get satisfied by doing a morning chanting, morning program, and then I'm all free now. I have earned to enjoy uh, my rest of the day. And, anyhow, and when you are engaging yourself in one of those uh, sense gratifications, one of, things, one of the senses can take you away from Krishna so strongly that you will be mechanically doing devotional service, but your mind won't be there. So your subtle body is the, is the one that needs to focus, that needs to have Krishna all the time in it. So you, we should all elevate ourselves to, to be a stage where, uh, even if I'm in a bar or even if I'm in a place where drunkards are there, I will be still thinking of Krishna. Uh, the cross body is in a place where we cannot imagine of Krishna, but my subtle body, my mind, nobody is stopping me to think of Krishna, but I will be still remembering Krishna. Let us all purify our state of being so that we can get we can uh, get a better next life or we may go back to Krishna. So I would like to conclude this. And the next verse which says that after his father left, uh, the sons, the nine sons of uh, King Agnidara uh, married uh, the nine daughters of Meru as mentioned in the verse. Meru Devi, Prithirupa, Ugradamstri, Latha, Ramya, Syama, Nari, Badra, and Devaviti. So this concludes activities of Maharaj Agnidara. Actually, Mataji has put uh, uh, in the text that we are doing a show, Damodara. 
the Mudra pastime. So I'll quickly uh, try to touch and all of you might be already knowing about the pastime. As I said, knowing about something um, does not say that we are realizing that every minute. We are in that moment any minute. Why do, why do the specialists recommend reading a book to crits? Because your thoughts will be working faster and you will be imagining the scene, what is happening there. And then you will live in that. You will, you will be living in that moment and you will be realizing it. So let us all try to just go and do this uh, uh, with the pastime of Mother Yasoda binding Lord Krishna. So uh, we all know this pastime, but I'll still go based on the Krishna book, which Prabhupada has written, um, and uh, Mother, uh, chapter 9, Mother Yashoda binds Lord Krishna. Beautiful, wonderful pastime actually. Uh, I was reading uh, Digdarshini by Sanatana Goswami, um, past translations, and I was I was very much struck that this pastime of Krishna uh, is so much uh, magnesious and uh, munificent than the pastimes that he has performed until then. So by then Krishna has already killed Puna, uh, Putana, uh, Sekatashura, Srunavatta, and uh, he has done all those things. And this particular pastime is so, so beautiful. So once upon a time, seeing that her maid servant was engaged in different household duties, Mother Ashoda personally took charge of churning butter. And while she churned butter, she sang the childhood pastimes of Krishna and enjoyed thinking of her son. My reading and my explanation may not be best, but your realization and your thoughts may be best. So let us stop everything and first five or ten minutes, just be ourselves, immerse ourselves in this pastime of Krishna. So, Mother Esoda, all the maidservants are super busy. As you all know, this pastime has happened on Diwali day. Um, there are so many things happening on that day. So, all the maidservants in Mother Esoda's house are super busy. Uh, uh, some of them are making Diwali preparations. And if you all know, on that day, uh, actually the Govardhan Leela pastime also happens before that. And then, uh, at that particular instant when Esho, uh, Damodar Leela was happening, Govardhan Leela did not happen because Krishna did Govardhan Leela much later. So, but still, uh, Nanda Maharaj, being the uh, being belonging to Vaishya communities, they depend on the uh, they are farmers on the on the agriculture and also cow protection. Especially, they are dependent on cow protection. And grass for the cow comes from these hills where the rains fall, and King Indra is in charge of that. So they generally make preparations, uh, sumptuously they cook food and they do offerings to King Indra. So everybody is super busy. All the maidservants are super busy. And Mother Esoda already heard so many complaints about Krishna going and stealing in butter in the neighbor's house, this house, that house. She is like, no, no, why this little boy is going everywhere and stealing the butter? Let me make by my, I will make myself the butter. And I will cook the sweets myself so that he, uh, he gets attracted to that taste and he stops stealing. That is generally the psychology of any mother. We may be cooking the same sabji, but when our kid go to somebody's house and eats and praises that, we will be like, I cook the same thing. This kid never ate in my house. Why he is eating there? So next time we will ask that Mataji, how did you make my son or my daughter really liked your sabji? Can you share the recipe and we'll come and cook at home so that he can eat it and he won't be craving so much and in in the other houses. 
So this is the mindset of Mother Esoda. So she thought that let me take charge of churning butter. And when churning butter, when doing any activity, what is the beautiful thing all the Gopas and Gopis of Prindavan does? They chant the glories of Krishna. They chant the pastimes of Krishna. They won't just do that by talking, you know, what happened in that house, what happened in this house, did that, did that, did that person got married, did they got what they wanted. No, 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 not any of the gossip. They only talk about Krishna. They only talk about the pastimes of Krishna. So Mother Esoda is also singing the childhood pastimes of Krishna and she's thoroughly enjoying thinking of her son. Super enjoying. This is generally again, you may say, Mataji, what is that great deal? We also enjoy when we glorify our sons and daughters. Exactly. But not just Mother Esoda, but everybody else in Vrindavan. This is something they do. They love Krishna as their own. They relate Krishna. They are related to Krishna uh, uh, like as their own. So the end of her hasari was tightly wrapped when she churned because that should not fall on the way. And on account of her intense love for her son, milk automatically dipped from her breast, which moved as she labored very hard, churning with two hands. So when she's churning with two hands, she has that intense love for Krishna. Whenever she remembers Krishna, whenever she thinks of all the things that Krishna has done, so she automatically, the love overflows uh, through in the form of the milk from her breast and was dripping. The bangles and bracelets on her hands tinkled as they touched each other and her earrings and breast shook. So she was, um, you all might be knowing by now how it is like churning of uh, butter. So the bangles and the sound of the uh, churning, they are all acting as uh, music like to the singing that she is doing. And Mother Esoda, you all should know that she is not a great poet or she is not a great singer or anything but how she tries to remember Krishna is in her own words she makes song of Krishna's pastimes and she will be continuously singing them so these kind of prayers these kind of things pleases Krishna which is coming from our heart straight we always can take the prayers of the great devotees and chant them also if we can know the meaning of them, if we can immerse ourselves, our heart, mind and body all together in alignment, pray to Krishna, that is wonderful. But even otherwise, if you don't know to read, if I don't know to pronounce, we can do that in the language that we know, simply putting our heart out to Krishna. So there were drafts of perspiration on her face and the flower garlands which, on, which was on her head scattered here and there. Before this picturic sight, Lord Krishna appeared as a child. So her flower garlands, which she decorated nicely, are going here and there because she's very busy singing and then churning the milk. Uh, so before, uh, uh, at this point of time, Krishna is very hungry. That supreme personality of Godhead who pacifies the hunger of everybody is hungry now. See, just observe different kinds of emotions which Krishna go through in this pastime. He felt hungry and to increase his mother's love, he wanted her to stop churning. Here also Krishna is thinking about his devotees. Because she's so overwhelmed with love of Krishna, Krishna wants to increase that and give her an opportunity to serve him. So Krishna goes and he indicated that her first business was to let him 
suck her breast and then she should churn butter later. So she tells her that, you know, I'm hungry. First feed me and then later you churn the butter. Mother Esoda took her son on her lap and pushed the nipple of her breast into his mouth. And while Krishna was sucking the milk, she was smiling, enjoying the beauty of her child face. Many of us can imagine this, like um, that is a beautiful love, unconditional love which a mother gives to a child uh, through his uh, breast milk. And in the previous verses already, uh, Prabhupada also mentions that, that that's a connect. People here also say that doctor here also advise mothers to feed, uh, to breastfeed so that they can make a connect. They can make, uh, they can increase, they can enhance their love for the kid. Suddenly, the milk which was on the stove began to boil over. So, Mother Eshoda was doing two things actually. She was actually churning the butter and she also kept her milk on the stove, which is very special mix. By now, we all will know that Padma Gandhi cow's milk, which Krishna loves. And she was thinking that if I can make a sweet out of that milk, Krishna may love it even more. So, she doesn't have much time. Like, she has to stop it because all her maidservants were very busy. There were whoever little people, whoever uh, few people are there, they're all busy somewhere else. So she has to protect that. So she immediately kept Krishna and then she ran to protect that milk. Mother Asoda at once put Krishna aside and went to the south. Left in that state by his mother, Krishna became very angry. So now Krishna is very, very angry. So initially Krishna was hungry. Now Krishna is angry. So do you all see how this uh, cycle is going. Now Krishna is angry. He pressed his teeth and lips and taking up a piece of stone, he immediately broke the butter pot. He took butter out of it and with false tears in his eyes, he began to eat the butter in a secluded place. So right now still he's having false tears. He's, he's really not uh, scared and he's not really crying at this point of time. He has false tears. He took a stone. He broke the butter pot which she's churning. She, he took the butter and he ate that. And then he, he went to a secret place where nobody can see. And he stayed there and then he was eating. In the meantime, Mother Esoda returned to churning place after setting the overflowing milk pan in order. She saw the broken pot in which the churning yogurt had been kept. Since she could not find her boy, she concluded that broken pot was his work. She concluded by looking at the way the bo- bo- the pot was broken. She she is very sure that this is not the this is not the work of monkeys. Monkey cannot do this kind of a work. It is little Krishna only he is doing this. At that point of time, she is not angry. She smiled as she thought. She she smiled at Krishna's smartness. She smiled at Krishna's naughtiness. This child is very clever. The child the child. The child is very clever because nobody else can be like the Supreme Personality of Godhead in the child. Even though he's child, he's in the uh, he's a small little boy, he's still the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He has done the things which are inconceivable to us, which are unimaginable to us. We can't even think of it. So anybody who is trying to pretend to be Krishna, they can never do that. There is only one Krishna. After breaking the part, he has left his this place fearing punishment. She thought that he left the place fearing the punishment. So Mother Esoda is still thinking that, like, you know, oh, Krishna is uh, now fearing the punishment and he ran away from here. here. 
after she sought all over she found her son sitting on a big wooden grinder grinding motor which was kept upside down he was taking butter from a pot which was hanging from the ceiling on a string and he was feeding it to the monkeys she saw krishna looking this way and that way in fear of her because he was conscious of his naughty behavior so she started following the footsteps because he stole the butter and he broke the pot so the yogurt spread all over the place so the yo he he put his foot uh, in that yogurt and then he is walking so krishna is uh, super smart uh, but he could not hide his mischievousness his mischievousness from mother uh, he left a mark so mother esoda following the footprints of krishna so this is how we devotees have to meditate on the lotus feet of krishna our devotional service starts from meditating on the lotus feet of krishna which will ultimately take us to sri krishna so mother esoda following the footprints of little krishna and then she went and saw when she started she was smiling she is she thought that he is a naughty kid let me go and give him a hug and feed him milk again but when she went there and she saw that she wanted to protect a, a bowl of milk let's say on the stove now what all she lost that milk overflowed anyways because the milk was harishori um, i am not going into his interpretations right now because if i go there it becomes a nectar and we will take more time so milk overflowed and then the yogurt part which she is running she lost that and now on top of it uh, krishna is breaking all the parts which are uh, which are which were kept on top and he is eating them and also he is feeding to monkeys after seeing her son so he saw uh, she saw krishna looking this way so she understood that uh, he was conscious of his naughty behavior now krishna is conscious of his naughty behavior after seeing her son so engaged she very silently approached him from behind krishna however saw her coming toward him with a stick in her hand and he immediately got down from the grinding motor and began to flee in fear so she thought she can quick slide, uh, like you know she can sneak in with a stick and uh, teach a lesson to krishna so that he stop doing this naughty things but krishna know that she is coming from behind and immediately he flew in fear so he was hungry he got angry and now he got fear that supreme personality of godhead by looking at whom death personified gets fear demons get feared so the sun and moon rise out of fear of him now he is he is uh, scared of mother ishoda just imagine the position of the devotee under whom krishna gets under control nobody else can control krishna krishna can get control by only his devotees and we cannot see these kind of pastimes in mathura or dwaraka there krishna is a serious god we can only see this loving exchanges in vrindavan among his devotees who are eternal devotees eternal associates of him they were nitya siddhas they were all they were never nitya baddhas like us who take different kinds of body and try to be krishna conscious they are always krishna conscious they were always krishna conscious so krishna exchanges an intimate relation different kinds of emotions with them which we cannot see otherwise 
So only in Vrindavan we can see. So we have to capture and remember these moments in our mind so much that we can think of this whenever we are singing. Namamishwaram sachidanandarupam Lasat kundalam kokule brajamanam So the lasat kundalam, his earrings, are so fortunate that they are kissing again and again Krishna's cheeks. Because of that they are glowing very beautifully. Or the, the brightness, the light on Krishna's face is so much that it is reflecting on those earrings and the earrings are glowing a lot. So there are so many things. So we need to immerse ourselves in this pastime so that when we are chanting those eight verses by Satyavrutamani, we can think of Krishna when offering the lamp. So Mother Esoda chased him in, to all corners, trying to capture the Supreme Personality of Godhead who is never approached even by the meditations of great yogis. So now she is doing an Herculean task of catching that Supreme Personality of Godhead, which the yogis meditating for millions of millions of years could not capture him. The, uh, the learned people going in, uh, in and out of the Vedas, they could not capture him. The yogis could not capture him. The mental speculators could not catch him was playing just like a little child for such a great devotee as Mother Esoda. And that Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is the controller of the both material and spiritual universes, he is playing like a little child in front of Mother Esoda. Mother Esoda, however, could not easily catch the fast-running child because of her thin waist and heavy body. Still, she tried to follow him as fast as possible. She could not catch him. Even otherwise, we cannot catch the little kids. They are full of energy. And this is here Supreme Personality of God, Krishna, a naughty child running and Mother Ishoda running. And then all the Gopas and Gopis came to their garden and they were all like, now see, we will see whether she is going to catch him or not. Whenever we go and complain of Krishna, she is like kind of showing us off saying that, no, 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 my son is very nice. My son never do all these kind of things. He is not a liar. He is not a thief. Now see, she herself caught him and we will see what she is going to do. So far we are bringing him every time when he, did, when he do these naughty things. And Mother Esoda never punished him. Let us all see. So they were all waiting to see whether she can catch him and she can punish him or not. Now it became a prestige issue to Mother Esoda. She has to do it. She is very determined now to catch this kid. So her hair loosened. And the flowers in her head fell to the ground. Although she was tired, she somehow reached her naughty child and captured him. Her hair, she's nicely dressed in the morning with an aloe sari, nicely did her hair with beautiful flowers. And she was churning the milk and now because of running, her sari is going here and there. Flowers are falling. She's not aware of her own body in an endeavor to capture Krishna. She's completely immersed in capturing Krishna. So she's running. And somehow or the other, she could catch him. After catching him, when he was caught, Krishna was almost on the point of crying. So first is hungry, angry, fearful. Now Krishna is crying. Is there anything in this whole material universe or spiritual universe can make Krishna cry? Other than the love of the devotees or the emotions of the devotees, no. So that's why devotees become so, so superior. Krishna gets caught. That's why devotional service becomes so much rare that it is not given easily to anybody. 
we need to earn that we have to purify ourselves hanker for that and we need to uh, we need to have no other desire than serving krishna so now krishna is crying he smeared his hands over his eyes rudantam muhurnetram yugmam rujantam karamboja yogamena satankanetram he is crying his kajal in his eyes he is rubbing them and then he is like uh, all the blackness is on his cheeks which were ointed with black eye cosmetics his hands that cosmetic has come and then his eyes the child saw his mother's face when he stood over him and his eyes became restless from fear he saw mother yashoda with a stick in hand and his eyes which are the sun and the moons of the material universe which give direction are now restless from fear this fear is real he is really scared of mother yashoda and that's why parishmat parikshit maharaj asked sukadev goswami what kind of uh, punya this uh, mother yashoda has done even devaki is not getting that what mother yashoda is getting so mother yashoda is able to uh, uh, like kind of thruster or care that supreme personality of godhead who that personified gets scared so mother yashoda could understand that krishna was unnecessarily afraid and for his benefit she wanted to allay his fears so she understood oh no 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 i know this i unnecessarily did this much with a stick now he's uh, superly afraid so what is being the topmost well-wisher of our child mother yashoda thought if the child is too fearful of me i do not know what will happen to him mother yashoda then threw away her stick she thought no 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 i'm i'm throwing away i'm not going to beat you anymore don't worry you're super scared of me and then she immediately threw the stick away so this feeling also can be understood by the devotees very well which we often do that we do a drama of scaring the kids to put them in the light and when they are too much scared we pull ourselves back so mother yashoda then threw away her stick in order to punish him she thought to bind his hands with some ropes she did not know it but it was actually impossible for her to bind the supreme personality of god she doesn't know she thought that he is just a little boy a 2 year old or a 3 year old how much rope is needed to tie this boy one rope is enough to tie so she did, she was she is little aware that she cannot tie him there is no inside or outside of him nor beginning or end he is unlimited and all pervading indeed he is himself the whole cosmic manifestation this is the supreme lord his vibhuti his vaibhava is that that he himself is the entire cosmic manifestation still mother yashoda was thinking of krishna as her child mother yashoda never thought that that supreme personality of godhead is himself uh, came as her son she always think that oh my son also has some kind of a mystic powers he is always blessed by narayana that he gets these mystic powers where he kills the uh, demons otherwise he may be one of the devatas but he is not she doesn't she is not aware of the supremacy of little krishna although he is beyond the reach of all senses she endeavored to bind him to a wooden grinding mortar but when she tried to bind him she found that the rope she was using was too short by 2 inches she gathered more ropes from the house and added it to now she is become very very determined i need to capture and bind him i cannot let go there is an impediment that it is short by 2 inches but i am not going to give up i am not going to give up i am going to get obstacles in my life 
in practicing devotional service, I may be getting a lot of misery. I am not going to give up. I am going to capture and bite Krishna. That is the mood of Mother Esoda. She gathered more roots from the house and added to it, but still she found the same starches. In this way, she connected all the ropes available at home. But when the final lot was added, she saw that the rope was still two inches short. She brought all kinds of rope. Still it is two inches short. Even then, Mother Esoda really could not understand what is happening. Because you all have to understand that the Gopas and Gopis, they are not educated in Vedas or they are all not, uh, they don't even know maybe writing and writing because they just have an unconditional love for Krishna, unmatchable love for Krishna. But they don't know that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So Mother Yasoda was smiling, but she was astonished at the same time. How is it happening? How is it becoming too short? I cannot tie this little boy. How is this happening? He is again showing his mystic powers. So she always thinks that. In attempting to bind her son, she became tired. She was perspiring and the garland on her head fell down. Finally, that garland fell down. So far, only the flowers are falling down, thinking that this beautiful devotee, Mother Ashoda, is going to capture Krishna. Let me fall on her lotus feet. So they were all falling. So they are serving the devotee who is serving Krishna. Now they finally fall down. Then the Lord Krishna appreciated the hard labor of his mother and being compassionate upon her, he agreed to be bound up by the robes. He saw the endeavor which Mother Ishoda is doing and that automatically made him be merciful. So with her endeavor, she attracted the mercy of Krishna. With our endeavor to capture Krishna, our desire to capture Krishna, our uh, our unconditional, pure, devotional towards the Krishna, love to Krishna, attracts Krishna towards us. Nothing else attracts. Our opulence does not attract. Um, uh, the knowledge that we have does not uh, attract. The class eloquently that we give does not attract. The services we do with, uh, uh, with uh, perfection does not. Our love, our unconditional love, our endeavor to be Krishna conscious, our our endeavor to keep our thoughts always immersed in Krishna is going to attract Krishna and he becomes compassionate on us and he agrees to get bounded by the ropes. Krishna, playing as a human child in the house of Mother Isoda, was performing his own selected pastimes. He is performing his own selected pastimes. Many people ask this question, why this, why that? If we know why Krishna is doing what, we will become the supreme. So Krishna does in his own way. He, he is master of himself. So his own selected pastimes. Of course, no one can control supreme personality of the Godhead. The pure devotee surrenders himself unto the lotus feet of the Lord, who may either, who may either protect or vanquish the devotee. But for his part, the devotee never forgets his own position of surrender. So Krishna may protect or Krishna may vanquish. But the devotee should never forget his position of surrender. Similarly, the Lord also feels transcendental pleasure by submitting himself to the protection of the devotee. It is not that Krishna is not having pleasure in this whole pastime. Krishna also derives transcendental pleasure by submitting himself to the protection of the devotee. He, he is feeling happy to be protected by Mother Esoda. Whenever he kills the demons and comes, Mother Esoda uh, will do that, uh, uh, removing that evil eye. And he happily surrenders herself to him so that she can do that. 
she this was example exemplified by krishna's surrender onto his mother ashoda here mother ashoda has surrendered herself to krishna and krishna also looking at her and endeavor became compassionate on her and to and to experience that transcendental pleasure krishna himself surrendered to the devotee so this is what we all try to do this month many of us take it lightly thinking oh this is for new people no i am i am an a veteraner in devotional service i don't need to take damodar mantra serious damodar mantra seriously no damodar mantra damodar mantra is serious for all of us take each and every opportunity as serious as sincere to serve krishna don't worry about do not add dos if you are not able to fast because of your health don't worry about it read more uh if you are not able to sit down and go and do physical services in the temple don't worry sit in your own couch think of vrindavan yatra if you may not be able to go to vrindavan but you can sit and meditate on the temples that you go where you go how you go what did you do that day what did you see or uh, open the pictures on the internet and see one one temple look at the pictures look at the deities and imagine yourself as if you have gone there and you are offering your prayers to there and one or two times uh, uh, like uh, each temple a day do a virtual vrindavan yatra so somehow or the other think of the things that you can do don't worry about the things that you cannot do add things add things and you will be able to do that um i will conclude here i am sorry for taking a longer time mataji and prabhu ji um hari krishna if anybody has any questions comments or if anybody wants to add anything correct anything please go ahead <coughs> hari krishna mata ji very very joyful class you know you got us in the spirit of uh, like you know uh, damodar leela and uh, yes uh, you know like uh, Uh, there are several people i come across who say oh, we've already heard this leela last year you know so it's just that you know you said that one has to get into experience something like that you mentioned couple of times that you know they just say like that but then we have to actually uh, you know uh, these why uh, even in bhagavad gita right in the uh, beginning i think introduction somewhere uh, one devotee was mentioning that propad stressed on the repetition stressed on repetition because uh, you know he knows in kalyug what is going to happen how our memory is how things are and uh, you know by constantly hearing and even hearing year after year uh, you know this katha is like there always be something you know which which we will uh, we will know we will know internally that yes i have never heard this you know just like when we read shri propad's books there's always some nectar something when uh, you know like a new experience comes even if the same words is read every day repeatedly for 30 days you know every day new realization is coming because we are like our state of mind you know how krishna conscious it is or it is not that particular moment you know but still these books are so transcendental they're giving us uh, so much of solace and peace and you know happiness like that so thank you mataji once again uh, wonderful class i don't have a specific question today but uh, <clears throat> it's just that uh, you know i'm uh, uh, we generally used to have a lot of home programs but we are not having many because of the covid and now I, my husband was telling me today so i thought i'll share with the, among the devotees that 
uh, in certain states they are not telling but the covid is still there people are uh, this uh, very senior uh, shilpropa disciple basu ghosh uh, prabhu uh, he uh, was traveling from uh, i don't know which part of usa to uh, baghdad or uh, in some in gujarat and uh, like uh, so he uh, you know he had the testing done he traveled when he reached there he got covid you know while traveling and very lucky all those devotees who've gone and they are fine they are very very fortunate and also like when he left his son uh, he's got a son and daughter here they mm-hmm. also got covid so you know just wanted to tell that uh, everybody attending home, damodar home program we have to be very careful because it's not gone and uh, we, although we do have in this coming weekend we have one program but i was thinking i will go but i will uh, it's afternoon program so that's good and uh, you know we can just attend and then sit outside and just att- you know be in the open i mean there are ways we can avoid contact uh, and uh, just stay safe but yes um, uh, now things are picking up with uh, last year was like you know we were so much confined to only virtual but now you know a uh, little bit it's better but hopefully but yeah we are saying it's better but then you know like uh, <clears throat> last thing i want to sh- uh, share is like i feel very happy to hear these two words you know this this material word is uh, temporary and dukhalayam uh, asastakam so yes it is filled with misery right but i feel very happy when i hear this temporary because then i think every situation is temporary every disease is temporary we are also temporary you know so why worry so much just you know do bhakti to krishna because any situation that comes is temporary and uh, so yeah like uh, the that's the nature of this material world and it's filled with so much of uh, misery and you know all that so all the more reason to cling to the lotus feet of krishna just like you said so wonderfully how you know krishna was uh, he he left uh, like those footprints you know if he wanted he would have hidden them and wiped them out <laughs> but you know he was playing his leela and uh-huh. so yashoda mai could see okay there he is going you know <laughs> and yeah. and also he's so merciful that he was feeding the monkeys because the monkeys had helped him in the uh, ram leela yeah yeah <clears throat> so i mean how he doesn't uh, this is a proof and we say no little bit of bhakti you do it goes into your spiritual account and krishna will never forget he yeah, actually krishna is always charged up and ready how can i serve <laughs> my devotee like from one leela like you know uh, uh, ramayan leela and there in this leela he is fulfilling the desire if given uh, because you know it's like he lord ram took his uh, seva from the monkeys mm-hmm. right so i don't think they were uh, like a kind of paid back for it you know although we should not do our seva in such a way that we are paid back but we I should know. do it so it can, can uh, so we can uh, no actually lord rama was always uh, lord rama is uh, rama's quality itself is that he is very grateful he is very grateful mm. when after he gets mother sita he takes all of them to ayodhya actually mm. all mm-hmm. the uh, sugriva hanuman uh, angada all ministers and all monkeys he takes mm-hmm. all of them along with him to ayodhya actually mm. and he gives them a proper position and respects them a lot so lord rama is always uh, grateful to them uh, but then there is a particular desire which he wanted to fulfill like how um the the samantakmani pastime happens like jamavanta uh, has to fight with him so he fulfills that so if any particular spiritual desire is there of those devotees uh, which he may not be able to fulfill in that particular leela a particular pastime 
he'll just uh, because they are all his eternal associates, Mataji. It is not that uh, they come, they take a payback, and they go. They they come every leela. They will be coming with him. He comes with his own drama troupe. Krishna comes with his own drama troupe, and then they all play the drama. Uh, the devotees play demon. The devotees play mother. The devotees play uh, this that, and then Krishna nicely enacts those leelas. So yes, 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 yeah. yes, and also you know, from Hanumanji. We always, uh, you know, servitorship towards the Lord is he is the epitome of that, you know. Yes. And how he, uh, you know, would obey to every command. So yes, yes. Um, thank you thank so you much, much. Mataji. Wonderful class. Just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm so happy to hear, uh, you know, Damodar Leela from you today, and it was like more extended, but you know, we wanted to hear that more actually. <laughs> Yeah, Bhagavatam is going on. We know what is going on there, but right now concentration is more on, you know, uh, the Dhamma because this is be gone in like, you know, almost a couple of weeks. This is the second yeah. weekend coming up and another, you know, two and a half two weeks. weeks more. Yeah, <laughs> two weeks more. Thank you so much, Mataji. Thank you so much, Mataji. Um, If we don't have any questions or comments further, maybe we can conclude the session. Yeah, maybe Mataji want to stop the recording. Yes, Mataji, I'll do that. Just a minute. Thank you, Mataji. So we offer One. prayers to Mataji. Anchakalpa Krupa Sindhu Vyavatar Patitanam Pavanibhyo Vishnavibhyo Namona Mutmanta Kutiva.